Welcome back. It is 20 past seven on a slightly crisp Friday morning here in Adelaide ahead of the weekend. Keep your meat tray Friday uh, calls coming, folks. 8223 The question inspired by a, a damning column in today's oh, advertiser. Scathing. Excoriating. It uh, ripped into uh, Pembo for uh, daring to suggest that um, it wasn't an issue if uh, a candidate like Nicole Flint supports somebody else. Given Bill Shorten's track record. Uh, Given Bill Shorten's track record. So mm. she supported Peter Dutton against um, Malcolm Turnbull. You're saying, well, you know, let, let's have Bill a look Shorten's at Bill Shorten. Bill Shorten's got plenty of uh, runs you. on the board in that department himself. Yeah, so Kate Ellis, uh, well, she didn't name you. No, it's pretty clear. Uh, pretty clear. <laughs> it was pretty clear. So that's it, things you disagree with. Yeah. I don't see eye to eye. I'm not sure if our next guest wants to go down that path of uh, opening up the (laughs) domestic arrangements. Peter Malinowskis, the leader of the opposition here in South Australia. Good morning, Peter. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. What don't you see see eye to eye on with your spouse? Well, Annabelle doesn't love it if I spend time watching footy. Like, AFL 360 is my favourite show. If I, I tape it, so I watch it late at night, and she doesn't exactly love it. She'd rather be watching... Bachelor in Paradise or whatever the, <laughs> the flavour of the month is. So that's a that's a source of discontent. Sounds a bit, I think, unfair. Oh, I couldn't agree I, more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I'll bring Hopefully you, she's I'll watching bring, Bachelor in Paradise. these disputes next time. Matt. Hopefully she's watching Bachelor in Paradise now and not listening to the Five Double Eight Breakfast <laughs> Show for your sake, Hey, we had uh, we had the Premier Steve Marshall in in the studio a couple of days ago. Mm. Uh, in the wake of um, the weekend of. Uh, trading deregulation uh, over the Easter long weekend. There were changes made that let some of the the bigger suburban stores open their doors for, for the first time. Now, you've, you've got a pretty implacable position on, on this issue, but if those small businesses, bigger businesses, were able to trade for the first time, uh, money was flowing through their doors, people were able to work and make a quit on the day, is there necessarily a problem with that happening? Well, the problem is a lot of people had to give up what was a traditionally a four-day break in order for that to be able to occur. And we've already heard reports from a, a lot of small businesses who complained that they weren't getting much trade um, to justify the work, but furthermore, that compromised their ability to be able to have a four-day weekend. Um, I think a lot of South Australians really enjoy getting out to the regions, spending time with family and friends over the Easter weekend. And if you compel people to work, which is what the policy ends up having the effect of, or if you're telling small businesses that they've got to open because they've got to compete with Coles and Woolworths and so forth, um, and they don't make that much money, then they've compromised their long weekend and haven't really had an economic justification for it. The other thing we've heard since uh, Easter Monday is that the trade on Tuesday and Wednesday following was down. So all you see is people sort of rather than spending money on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, they're spending it on Monday, Monday instead. So you don't actually see more money going through the tills. It's just going at, through an expanded time. Do you have any evidence of, to back that up? Absolutely. I mean, because this is, as you trot this out all the time, no more money going through the tills. But if people got more opportunity to shop, they'll shop more, won't they? Well, do you consume more milk or eat more bread just because the shops are open longer? No, but you might go out and buy something physically. You, so might, go and buy, you, sp- you might go and buy something that you think, oh, the shop's closed. You know what I'll do? I'm going to order it online. So um, well, I pe- want a pe- vacuum sealer. Uh, actually, I can't well, go and buy a vacuum se- sealer today because the shop's shut. I know. Here's one on, uh, on eBay. It's 40 bucks. It'll be delivered in three days' time. Bang. I'll order that. Boom. But you just explained it. I mean, people make the online comparison. 
Uh, but you're right, it takes three days, two days for it to be delivered to you. So whereas if you go into a retail bricks and mortar store, you get instant gratification from that purchase. So I don't think there are people... Not um, in South Australia because they're shut. No, no, but they're open on the following day. I mean, we're open 355 days of the year. Small businesses are allowed to open every single minute of the year. There is not a single restriction on small businesses, but there is only restrictions on big guys. And, and we say that that represents a, a levelling of the playing field for 10 days of the year. And... What sort of society do we want to live in? Um, one where we give working people the opportunity to spend time with each other on public holidays or one where we abandon the idea of public holidays and say everyone has to work. I mean, there's not a government office that's open in the state on public holidays. The parliament shuts down, courts shut down. The New York Stock Exchange shuts down on Sundays, doesn't trade on public holidays. So, I mean, let's just make sure we've got a bit of a balance right. We asked the Premier uh, about the, the shortfall in GST funding to South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, and he, uh, like the Treasurer Rob Lucas, was saying that the state government's hand has been forced now by the, the millions of dollars that they have um, missed out on as a result of the current state of the economy. And they, well, is it a, do you think this is a, a softening up exercise for, uh, for it, the next budget? It, it absolutely is, but it's not based on all the facts. I mean, you have to take into account... If you're going to use GST write-down and revenue as an excuse to initiate a wave of cuts throughout um, services in the community or increasing fees and charges, which we're now hearing about, um, you have to also look at the fact that the GST was written up in the last state budget. So on, in last year's state budget... Uh, the state government received a massive GST windfall. Um, this time, there's a write-down. So, look, Stephen Marshall made a, a pretty clear and unequivocal promise at the election, better services and lower costs. And if we start to see people's motor reg or driver's licence fees go up well above, well over the rate of inflation, if we start seeing a lot of services being cut more than they've already have, that, that really wouldn't be consistent with what we were promised at the election. Uh- Bill Shorten's campaigning, one of his big campaign um, hinges is for um, restoring penalty rates in some areas, and you support that 100%? I do, yes. Yeah, And yet, as Secretary of the Shoppies, you were part, I assume, of a deal that dotted a quarter of a million Woolies workers um, were getting paid less than the award, the wages safety net, <laughs> no, well, in 2017. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you've raised this. That was actually... I bet you're, not, not, I bet you're not glad we raised no, it. No, no, because, anyway. because there's a, there's a <laughs> no, that's, not, that's not true at all, because... I genuinely believe in enterprise bargaining, where you have employers um, and their represent and, and workers' representatives negotiating arrangements, which might mean you have a high base rate of pay in exchange for a low amount of penalty rates. What happened? The bottom uh, line but, but, but was it saved Woolies three hundred million bucks, no, three hundred no, million dollars. Well, so well, that's I don't, I don't know where you're getting those figures well, the from. Sydney Morning Herald report I, I, was, was. Can I answer the question? Well, yes, but because you what need we to saw, answer the right question. Sure, but what we saw, what we saw with the penny rate cuts, was a arbitrary reduction in people's penny rates without workers getting anything in return, and that is a very dis- distinguished um, idea or concept from negotiating a higher base rate of pay in exchange for a change in penny rates. But the net result was three hundred million dollars less. Well, I don't, I don't accept that analysis whatsoever, and nor does the Fair Work Commission, who has themselves ratified these agreements. Peter Malinowskis, Leader of the Opposition, thank you very much for joining us here on 5AA Breakfast. Sure. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your Sleep Number setting. Can it really help me fall asleep faster? Yes, by gently warming your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. It's our biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.